I am Jack Hampton, and this is the Hampton Hoops Podcast. Legend. Absolute legend. It's a throwaway year for LeBron James. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Let's get it on today's show. Cooper and I discuss Jaws' 46 points in Chicago and 52 points in Memphis. We also discuss the Harden and Embiid connection that has looked so well in the first couple games. And also, the Lakers got booed off their home floor after losing by 30 to the Pelicans. We discuss all of this and much more, so let's jump into it. What up, what up, Coop? How are you doing? What's good? I'm doing great. How are you? I think you and I are both in a pretty good mood after our multiple phone calls we had Monday night about what what the hell John Morant just did. Yes. Cooper and I are so excited to talk about this. We're not even going to talk about anything else before we jump into it, so we're just going to jump into it. Ja had 46 in a win against Chicago and snapped the Chicago Bulls' six-game winning streak and also outplayed DeMar, who's an MVP candidate. And then they flew back to Memphis on Sunday, you know, had a division game against the San Antonio Spurs. Popovich was going for his, you know, something outrageous numbered win that would have broke the all-time record. But that didn't happen on Monday because John Morant had 52 and broke his own franchise record in back-to-back games. And he had four threes in this game. He ended Jakob Pertl's career by dunking on him. And he also hit a buzzer beater and a 40-footer as well. Cooper, my question to you is, is Ja your MVP right now? Oh, I love my boy. You know I love my boy. But I'm still going to say no. But I'm going to put an asterisk beside it and say he, he's definitely in the conversation. I still think Joel, especially after him and Harden just had a triple-double together um, and how they've looked in their first two games, he's still dominating right now. Um, I think just based on that, um, Joel's probably still um, the favorite for MVP. Obviously, John Moran is always my MVP. But in mm-hmm. terms of like the league MVP, I think he's right in the thick of it right now. Um, I mean, literally coming off the All-Star break, you don't have to rem- remind me what he did in the Timberwolves game. Timberwolves game did not look very good, and I think all Grizzlies fans were kind of worried that he wasn't even going to play against the Bulls. Right. Um, let alone break his, uh, literally break his own record um, and then come back on Monday and break it again um, against the Spurs and do what he did. It was outrageous. Um, in the loss of the Timberwolves, he had 20 points. So quick math, that's 50 plus 46. He's averaging like 35 right now coming off the All-Star break. That's rough math. I don't know if that's right, but I mean, mm-hmm. 35 with like 10, like he's he's up there in rebounds. I don't know the exact numbers, but I mean, he's killing it. Obviously, he didn't throw very much. He didn't uh, assist the ball very much yesterday because uh, he was too busy uh, dropping 52. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he sh- he should definitely be in the thick of it. Um, I'm not going to say outright right now that he is the MVP, but I mean, you're coming off a game of 52 points, seven rebounds, two assists. 22 of 30, four for four from three. And like, 52 it didn't come from the line either. It came from the field, which is makes it even more outrageous too. Four know? total points came from the free throw line. Yeah. 
four four points came from the free throw line. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you, but I'm going to say that what he did this weekend put him in the top three of it. And honestly, more specifically, in my opinion, the top two. I think he's above DeMar in it now. I think he's still behind Joel, like you said. He outplayed DeRozan on Saturday, and I didn't even think... DeRozan got on a heater a little bit, but I didn't even think it was close. He was the best player on the floor, and he obviously was on Monday, too. Joel is still balling, but uh, we'll talk about the 76ers a little a little bit later and what I think about Joel and everything, but... Um, it's not even the 52 that Ja got. It's how he got it. Like you said, at 48 came from the field. And just the highlight reel after highlight reel of he's just a star. He has more star pair, more star power and highlights than anyone in the league. And um, in my opinion, if he has 40 or more on TNT on national TV against the Celtics on Thursday, I'm I'm gonna put him above Joel. I may be a homer, but like if you have a stretch where you do 46, 52, and maybe another 40, I mean I think that it's yours to lose at that point. Especially that Jaws, the guy on our team. Um, we'll see if how <laughs> how much Harden can continue moving off the ball and you know working well with Joel. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see about that. But I think I think. You and I agree on this one. He's definitely ascended right into the thick of the conversation. Uh, we're going to stick with Memphis here. And my next question to you is, can Ja lead Memphis to a title this year? Oh, I mean, you can't count them out of a game. Like, or a seven-game series. Um, especially with, literally, you and I uh, were talking after the Timberwolves game. Like you mentioned earlier, we, we talked a lot after uh, Monday's game. Uh, but we were talking after the Timberwolves game, we were like, I hope nobody watches the tape because the Timberwolves literally played the best defense yep. I've seen anybody play on job. Portland um, played well against them, too. Agreed. Yeah, Portland. Uh, in the back-to-back losses that the Grizzlies had, which is kind yeah. of a crazy thing to say since they've gone on this run, but um, they both played really well defense, defensively on Ja. Granted, the Timberwolves had a little bit of help because Ja was Ja got hurt mm-hmm. um, and was kind of hobbling around, but that's obviously not an excuse. He still shot, like, I think 7 of 25. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, but put me in a series against the Timberwolves, Ja's not shooting 7 of 25 every night. No. Like, it's just one of those things, like, where go back a couple of years ago, obviously the Grizzlies weren't competing for the playoffs. We, that's why we got, ended up with Jordan Jackson. That's why we ended up with Ja and things like that. But, like, we didn't have a guy on our team that you could look at and be like, he could win, he could single-handedly win you a playoff game. Yeah. Now I look at it, and we have, in my opinion, multiple people that can single-handedly win us a uh, playoff game, which is what you need in the playoffs. Obviously, like, like we mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago when we were doing – um, pretenders or contenders. Um, we've never seen Desmond Bain in a playoff game, which Desmond Bain is not shooting very well. So this is probably the worst, uh, worst person I could use as an example first. But like, we haven't seen him in a playoff game yet. Mm. Obviously, we know him enough to know that he can go for twenty points if he wants to. Go to Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson is so quiet every night in scoring. You look up and he's always got at least over fifteen. Like it's kind of wild that he's so quiet with it, but he always does it. It's like one of those things where if somebody does what the Timberwolves do and they tell the Grizzlies, Ja Moran is not beating us, yeah. and say Ja has an off night of 20 points, which 20 points is an off night is what you want out of a superstar, yeah. um, which is what Ja is. I believe that we have the players around Ja and Bain, Jackson, Brooks when he comes back, Zaire, uh, D'Anthony Melton. I think we, and Tyus even, um, Kyle even, um, we have the players that push come to shove if Jaws having a quiet night of 20 
I still think we can pull out wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you need in the playoffs. Obviously, there's still a lot of uncertainties in the West right now with Chris Paul being out. They've lost their first couple um, since he's been out. Um, and with the Warriors getting Draymond Green back in a couple weeks, uh, there's a lot of uncertainties. Um, but I can – like, with the way Josh's playing, and I granted – it is three games, so I mean we can only go off to the games we've seen after the All Star break. But if 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 you put them in a seven game series against a team where they get to play them night in night out, we know John Moran enough to know that he watches film, he pays attention to what they're doing, he he tries to find a new way to beat somebody every night, um, and he's not scared of anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't think we I don't think we lose very many seven game series if it started right now. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, I I do think he can lead them to a championship now winning. I don't know yet. I think he has the capability to lead them. I still don't know if they're there yet. Obviously, I want to see a couple more games. And this hurts my heart to say this even because you know me enough to know that I want to give them uh, <laughs> I want to give them all the smoke. Um, but they're still young. We still got 20, maybe a little bit less than 20 games left. Um, but I'm definitely liking what we're seeing from our team right now. Yeah. Um- for for people that think that we're just being homers, I'm talking about you know Jaw just on those little game stretch, and we're talking about can we leave him to a title, and we need to pump the brakes, and blah 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 blah. Let me just say I didn't make up this question. I just simply turned on the TV today, and every national NBA show had this question at the bottom of it, so it was quite apparent that we're not the only ones that think this. If you tune in to this kid and you watch him, it's I know this is outrageous. It's like a young Jordan. The numbers aren't where Jordans are, obviously, but it's just like the athleticism, the ability to just take over a game and to look like a man amongst boys that are bigger than you. It's just, I I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. And it reminds me of a young Kobe too, but... um, what I'm gonna say is let's I'm gonna build off what you said. Let's let's play with it a little bit. T Wolves is looking like a likely first round matchup. Um, I'd take John Morant over D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, and Anthony Edwards combined. So I think we'd be able to win in five or six games. The Warriors, we've beaten them twice this year, and we we're the ones that kept them out of the playoffs last year by beating them in the play-in. I think that'd be a tough, tough series, six for seven games. I think we could still win that. I'm not picking us. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying I'm done putting a ceiling on this team. And same with the Suns. We've beaten them in Phoenix this year when they were healthy with Chris Paul. And you and I had a conversation after last season. We sat down and talked about Ja. We're looking at his rookie year, 17-7. and We're expecting a second-year leap last year that didn't really happen. He, you know, jumped from 17 to 19 points, which was, you know, it's – in the right direction but you know we're expecting maybe in the low 20s or something so you and i kind of fell on the number 25 a game that'll get him an all-star bid that'll you know that'll put him at the forefront of young players right now we would have never expected damn near 28 a game now and leading our team to a possible two seed and this guy's getting 46 and 52 in back-to-back games breaking every record the grizzlies have had uh coming into it it's just it's just ridiculous. We are 23 games over 500 right now, and that is because of John Morant. Um, I'm not picking us out of the West, but I think it's definitely possible that he can lead us to a title. 
uh, this is going to sound crazy when I say it, but I saw Stephen A. Smith say this. And at first I was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? He had likened jaw to Kevin Durant, not because of their play styles. They're, they played not alike at all, obviously, yeah. but KD was drafted second overall behind a guy named Greg Oden. Greg Oden is obviously a bust. John Morant was drafted second overall behind a guy called Zion Williamson, who has not played up to his ability yet. He still has a chance to, but he's right now he's looking like a bust. KD in his third year is 30 points, two assists, and seven rebounds. John Morant in his third year is 27 and a half points, six and a half assists, and seven rebounds. His numbers are very similar there. And they both took leaps their third year. And oh yeah, KD's third year was a year before he led OKC to the title against Miami, to the title game against Miami. They didn't win, obviously, but he led them to the finals, that Oklahoma City game. And they're both they're both in small markets and have brought, you know, Memphis and Oklahoma City. You know, they've really put those cities on the map. So I think that was an interesting comparison I saw this morning. Cause it's hard to compare a job to people. He's just a bunch of people combined, to be honest. But I don't know. That's yeah. how I feel about it, and I'll let you. My rant's over, so I'll let you go ahead. No, no. I, I agree with almost I, literally everything you were saying. I, I was literally sitting here nodding my head about. Um, and what's crazy is we didn't even mention Ja literally because of his 50-point last night. Uh, the Grizzlies were the last franchise to not have a single player ever hit 50 in a game. So with Ja doing that, we literally – there's every single franchise has a 50-point player Mm-hmm. a 50 point game from a player which is kind of crazy that we never had one before but i mean what jaw's doing is out of this world right now um we were picked to be the 12th seed yep. <laughs> for the third year in a row seed. yeah yeah and guess what we still don't have dylan brooks like i know people think that's crazy to like that we're saying that about dylan brooks Dylan Brooks is our defensive anchor. Yep. I love Zaire, and I'm loving the fact that uh, he, he's gonna he's he's molding into what we none of us expected, to be honest. Um, but he's molding into a really solid player. Mm-hmm. He's not Dylan Brooks defensively. Mm-hmm. He's not Dylan Brooks offensively. I can even I can even go out on a limb and say we don't even have our like. I mean, Dylan Brooks is our Draymond Green, and we're still doing what we're doing. Um, so. I, like you said, I'm done putting a ceiling on this team. Um, I'm gonna let them do that for themselves. Um, but they're definitely getting me super excited, um, and I know you are too. Um, we love it when I, I mean we sat through teams. I saw, I saw something today where um, they, they were like, "You're a real Grizzlies fan if you watched the starting lineup of yeah, Tyler Dorsey, Delon Wright, Jonas, um, and shoot, I don't even remember who the last two were, but." I, I mean, just naming the first two should yeah. let people know how bad we had it. Yeah. Granted, we can't complain too bad because we definitely got John Moran out of that. So, um, yeah. yeah, I saw that. <laughs> too. I won't complain too bad. It's funny you brought that up. Me and my dad had season tickets whenever uh, Lance Stevenson led the Grizzlies. <laughs> Heck so, yeah. yeah, we've been we've been through some hell to get to where we are now, and I'm I'm so glad you brought up Dylan Brooks too, because if you watch the Grizzlies night in and night out, like you and I do. We see that there's one thing missing, and that's just an, a Rottweiler coming off, you know, to defend somebody. And we need that. We need that for our uh, run down this stretch, and we need him back as soon as possible. We're not losing because of him, but it's just an added dimension of, hey, when uh, if we possible have possibly have to play LeBron James in the first round, we could have a guy to guard him. 
or another big wing, like a guy to put on Devin Booker. Just he's going to be really crucial in this stretch. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to be. He's he's a he's a massive piece of ours. That's why we pay him. I think what 15, 13, 15 million a year, somewhere in there. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's pivot to what I thought we would be talking about in our first block, but ended up. I mean, who the hell would have thought that Joe would have did that on Monday? But. Uh, something that's also really important and is catching the basketball world by storm is James Harden and Joel Embiid in their first couple games. They have just been absolutely terrific. They've they played the Knicks on Sunday and Harden and Embiid both had triple doubles in that game. And them too, like both having that is huge because that means they can both um, have really good games together. It's not, you know, a my turn, your turn type of offense. Is Philly your favorite out of the East now? No. Um, <laughs> um, I'm sticking with the team that's still my favorite, uh, the Miami Heat, and we watched them. Uh, I don't know if it was last night or the night before. They beat the Brakes off the Bulls, um, yeah. who were, were a half a game or a game behind them for the one seed. So, um, I just love the the Heat's team. Like literally, their roster um, is fire up and down. You have shooters and Robinson, Hero, Strews, um, and then you have scores, which Tyler Hero can also go in that category along with, uh, obviously, Jimmy Butler. Kyle Lowry can get his. Bam can do everything that he wants to do. Um, and reports are um, positive for the Victor Oladipo camp right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's down with the G League right now, per, uh, practicing the 5-on-5 practices, full practices, and he's I think the reports are saying that he's going to get a couple games in down there, um, and he should be back by mid-March, so literally a week or two away. Um, and to come off the bench, that's not even a start. That's You have Victor Oladipo, who obviously injuries have kind of taken his career to a different turn, but he was an all-star literally three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, had the Indiana Pacers as like a top four or five seed, like even though he's – obviously not who he once was he's still he's still a really solid player and especially if he's coming off your bench like that's just surplus requirement um so i I really like them if if harden can show me that he can do this um every night (laughs) i mean i think i texted you uh when i was watching the first game i was like i don't think i've seen harden run this fast ever i was like (laughs) i was like i've never seen this before in my life um, which and I say I say all this mostly joking, but like in in reality, you said it. You hit on it a little bit. James Harden off ball doesn't exist. Steph Curry off ball is is something to behold, but James Harden Harden off ball is absolutely non-existent. His version of off ball is uh, standing in the corner waiting for his turn next go round. Yeah, it's just like holler but, at me when I can isolate. Just and I'll yeah, be standing exactly, there. Yeah. exactly. Um, so like, obviously, we'll see what we're we'll we'll see. I mean, I'm not gonna tell them that they're not playing good right now because they really are. No. Um, but we'll see if they can continue what they're doing because um, obviously they're playing really well. Yeah. Um, and I'm not gonna take anything away from them, but. Uh, no, I want to see if it can keep going. Is my thing. I agree. I, I don't. Everyone is freaking out right now, and I think you or I are the only ones that are like, okay, like it was against the Timberwolves and Knicks. 
yes, they've looked like they've been playing with each other for years, but it's because it's kind of like when you're in a relationship, man. Like those first couple months are great. And then, you know, shit hits the fan, aka the playoffs, and somebody shrinks, aka Harden, because he always shrinks. And, you know, Embiid is going to look at James Harden just like he looks at Ben Simmons. Um, if you watch that Brooklyn Milwaukee series last year, I don't I don't know what James Harden numbers were off the top of my head in that game seven when Kevin Durant was literally had put the team on his back just to keep them in the game. Harden didn't show up. Harden didn't show up in game seven against the Warriors when he had Chris Paul on his team. So it, he's gonna shrink. He always does. And I'm still not a believer in them. I think Honestly, I believed more in the 76ers without Harden than I do with Harden because I think he is that much of a cancer in the locker room. And uh, people forget he had a 30-point triple-double in his Nets debut too. And we all saw how that ended. Everybody was talking about, oh, he may win MVP. And no, it he gives his best effort right when he gets to a team and then something sours somewhere, somehow. He flies to Vegas. He goes to Houston, he stays overnight in LA, and his teammates ended up disliking him. It's He's done this at two places now, why not a third? This is his last chance, and he knows that, so he's going to play good for the next month or so. But when they come to playoffs and Giannis is standing across the court from you, and Jimmy Butler and Bam are standing across the court from you, I, I'm not going to pick the 76ers, and I'm going to be actively rooting against them, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, I won't uh, be rooting for them either. Yeah. Um, but did, no, um, yeah. like you said, I literally in fantasy basketball this year, I I was wanting, obviously I wanted Steph Curry because um, he was like ranked 10th on the thing. I had the fourth or fifth pick and I was like, oh, I'm definitely taking Steph. Um, and then Steph got taken right before me. Um, and the guy that took him right before me, I was on a, a three-way call with him and another guy, and uh, I literally was like, oh, take James Harden. He's sitting right there in front of you. The dude's going to lead the lead and assist. I wasn't joking, but I also, like, wasn't being serious either. I was, like, just trying to get him to take James Harden because I wanted yeah. Steph. Yeah. But he took uh, but he took Steph, obviously, and Steph started out incredible. But James Harden obviously isn't leading the league in assists. Um but I really did think he could do it. I mean, mm-hmm. he's cap- the thing is, he's so capable of doing all these things. He just doesn't want to. Yeah. Um, and that's the issue I have with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you, sh- you should want to do that. Like, you should want to play the game that you're getting paid outrageous amounts of money to play. Um, but, I mean, he's James Harden. He's, he, he gets his way. Nine yeah. times out of ten, so... And it just makes me depressed, man, because you and I, I mean, we're on record saying how much we love Embiid and Maxi. The 76ers were such a great story up until uh, Moray had a love affair with James Harden again. But I just, I don't know, because I, I want Embiid to win a title. I just don't want Harden to at all. So it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> um, we're going to pivot to a team that's not playing well after talking about the Grizzlies and the Sixers who are. Let's talk about... Um, a team that's not very good in the Los Angeles Lakers who lost by 30 to the Pelicans at home where they were booed by their own fans. And Trevor Ariza was calling a fan, um, excuse my language, calling a fan a bitch from the bench. 
LeBron was screaming at someone courtside about if he even knew anything about basketball, and Russ was telling their fans to go home. Uh, they got booed off their court, and they're now 27-33. and 33. Uh, Do you think they get to the eighth seed? They're currently in ninth right now. Do you think they get to the eighth seed where they only have to win one game to get into the playoffs? No. I, I honestly think they fall out of the play-in altogether. Uh, LeBron, I, w- I watched that Pelicans game. I know, that's probably outrageous to say. They're probably going to be in the play-in. Um, but I watched that game. LeBron literally – LeBron looked like he was – LeBron looked his age. Um, mm-hmm. He looked slow. He looked disinterested. He looked disengaged. Mm-hmm. He just didn't look like LeBron. Um, and so – I'm literally, I, I was just like, oh, he doesn't want to play. And it's just like one of those things where you're like, you're not trying and against the, the Pelicans. And they're not good. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean to the Pelicans. You're not a good basketball team. Your defense is outrageously bad, and they had like 40,000 turnovers on them. Yeah. Um, they'll probably make the play in. Obviously, I'm being a little uh, hyperbolic here with them saying they're not even going to make it, but um, they're just disappointing in all honesty. Yeah, I agree. It's a desperate team that's not playing desperate. You know, they they that's should a great be. Way to describe it. They should be scratching and clawing at everything they can to get back to 500 because. I mean, this was a team that was supposed to win a championship, you know, and now they're at the ninth yeah. seed and they just look like they're giving up. Like they're too cool to, you know, be fighting to get into the playoffs. And I think that's a great way to put it. I mean, I could honestly, I could see them slipping out of the play in too, but I think they're going to stay right where they are. I don't think they're catching the Clippers in front of them. The Clippers. Oh, and by the way, the Clippers have beat them six times in a row dating back to last year so and this is with starting amir coffee and yeah we all we all know how i feel about him but yeah they're three and a half games back <laughs> of the ac and i don't i don't think they're gonna make it either uh yeah my follow-up question is is this the lowest point in lebron's career yeah i'd probably say it is um i obviously i don't really remember his like rookie seasons very much mm. probably because i was two years old since he's been in the league for a gazillion years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, in my opinion, yes. Most of his other teams have been able to coast and literally be a one seed or a two seed. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think, because I probably would have said that his lowest one was one of the final seasons with the Cavs where he basically had to like give everything he had just for them to like win. Um but now it's just like he doesn't even want to win. Yeah. He's not even trying to win. So I don't know. It's kind of sad to see because obviously LeBron was having an incredible season before this, and I just don't know what happened yeah. down the way to make him not want to play. And I think it's like even more off the floor. He built this team, and it's not oh. good. The te- the yeah. roster is not good. And you know that Palinka. He has a history of just, you know, coddling to the players, which honestly, if I was a GM, I'm going to coddle to LeBron James too. But at the same time, you're like, hey, wait a minute. Let me calculate our average age. It's 77 and a half, LeBron. Can we, can we fix that? And it's just, 
uh, they're they're old they're disinterested and they're not deep they don't want to defend and they don't want to run out and transition either with russell westbrook and all this falls on him and it's not all his fault uh he's been terrible this year but it's not all on him it, you know it's sprinkled with lebron westbrook vogel the role players the gm it's everyone in that organization right now yeah no i agree 100 i think that's all i got i feel like we started on such a high note and then i just bitched <laughs> two questions <laughs> it's just annoying because i go from watching you know our team be so happy and go lucky and mob each other when somebody has a 50 piece to watching the lakers and it's just i don't know i just we're so lucky cooper with the team we have right now man oh 100 i i'm gonna throw a question at you real quick kind of right, yeah now that we're just talking about teams mm-hmm. you so you're uh crazy uh one of your three crazy things about the second half of the season you said the uh bulls are not going to get out of the playoff series mm-hmm. based on the past two games they played they've been beaten soundly the grizzlies were winning the entire game it got a little close in that fourth quarter because demar Derozan. um and then they just got absolutely ran out of the gym um by the heat the other night do yeah. you uh i think i think i'm seeing your uh prediction come to life here you, you doubling down right now it's funny you said that man because i was starting to break a sweat a little bit before these two games because <laughs> i'm like damn i mean they're still you know in and out of the one seed you know i keep waiting for them to fall off without lonzo and caruso and they just don't want to do it but now yeah over this past weekend i'm gonna say Coop, i'm feeling pretty damn good <laughs> i think i will <laughs> double down about it because uh yeah i still i still can see i can't remember the teams i listed but you know brooklyn or uh who else are they gonna play it's like that four five six range boston I don't Jalen brown just went down i don't know how long he's out but uh i can still see boston beating them too it's just you can only get on Demar's back so long, and it's different because yeah, a team like ours, Jaw carries us a lot, but it's not as much. I guarantee his usage rate isn't nearly what Demar's is because he's you're just running him into the ground right now, I believe. Facts. But yeah, um, I don't know. How are you feeling about it? What are you thinking about the Bulls? Oh, I I 100 like when you said it, I was like. Damn, that's kind of wild, but I was like, he's not far off. Like, I mean, <laughs> I can see it happening. Like, just because the way they um, – they just keep – the injury bug does not want to go away from them. Yeah. Um, and I – like, it's – like you literally just said, DeMar is getting overused um, to the point where, I mean, I just feel like the poor man – obviously, he's going to have a game like the Grizzlies. Like, I mean, you just – in the game of basketball, you can't expect somebody night in, night out to do what he's doing. Um, and so I really I'm interested to see who they get matched up with because that'll have a lot to do with like whether or not I'll be like all right they can beat that team or they can't beat that team but we've talked about it all year that the east is jam-packed like the east is uh you sneeze and you lose two games in a row you're going from the top seed in the east to playing um maybe not that exactly but um it's a tight race over there so like you can't you can't sleep like any night like you have to play 
really hard and win every game night in, night out. Um, they're currently two games behind the one seed, but they're three and a half away from being the seventh seed. Yeah. Like, that's literally just how tight of a race it is. Yeah. You go And then you go over to the West, and uh, the Grizzlies are three and a half away from just dropping the one seed. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> like, it's wild how drastic the differences are in the league. But right now, they'd have to play a play-in, like, all right, the play-in games would be Toronto versus Brooklyn, um, Atlanta versus Charlotte. Um, so you're playing the the seventh seed. So the winner of Toronto, Brooklyn, you'd play. And I'm going to be honest, Toronto has been looking really good recently. Yeah. And you give me a Brooklyn team, which we don't know about Kyrie yet with the New York thing, or we don't know about right. how Ben Simmons, but obviously Ben Simmons is eyeing a March return. Um, you give them a full roster, I'll probably take KD. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't bet against KD very much. I mean, literally, last season, uh, KD was a literally a toenail away from knocking off, um, was the Hawks? Uh, or no, it was the, the Bucks. Bucks. It yeah. was the Bucks, yeah. He was a toenail away from knocking off the Bucks, and uh, yeah. it would have been a completely different story last year. Yeah, it's crazy you brought that up because we ta- you talked about the injury bug with Chicago, and sometimes it's the healthiest team down the stretch that wins the title, you know, a.k.a. Milwaukee. They were healthier than Brooklyn. Who knows if Kyrie would have played in that game seven, you know? And I I know that we can play hypotheticals all day, but it's just the fact of the matter is sometimes it's the healthiest team that wins down the stretch. And knock on wood, that's what Memphis has been blessed with. Um, Phoenix and Golden State are both struggling with that right now. Chicago struggling with that. Miami struggled with it earlier in the season, had a slow start, but they're starting to get healthy all around the right time. Same with Milwaukee. Milwaukee's just, you know, staying a flat line like a champion does. And I think I'm still picking Milwaukee or Miami out of that East. And even you, we talked about Toronto and Brooklyn. Toronto, I could, even if they played Chicago, that, that maybe could go six or seven. Because you know Nick Nurse is going to run his starters series. out. Yeah, his Nick Nurse in the playoffs is going to play his starters 48 minutes. Oh, they're not coming off the court. <laughs> he's gonna tell. He's he's literally gonna look at them, and be like, "You can make it to the uh, TV break." <laughs> yeah, there's like three of the top five guys in minutes per game are Raptors players. Nick Nurse just plays every game like it's a freaking game seven of the NBA Finals. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know. We'll see. It's the East is like a jumbled mess right now. It's it's so hard to decipher. West, it's like yeah. three teams and everybody else, but. I don't know. We'll see, man. Who do you want the Grizzlies to play in the first round? I'm going to be honest. The Timberwolves series sounds super fun, and I'm really liking that option. But as long as it's not Luka, as long as it's not LeBron, yeah, I think I'll be okay with who we play. Um, I know that's I know that's wild to say that because I was just ripping LeBron and then making jokes that they might not even make the playoffs. But <laughs> in all seriousness, I don't want to face LeBron James ever in the yeah. playoff series. That's just like the one bear you don't want to po- uh, poke in the playoffs is exactly. LeBron. That's how I felt for most of this year. And then, like, the more and more I kind of talk myself into it, I'm like, well, if we did and we close them out in five or six, there's no bigger stage for Memphis to close out the largest fan base in the first round and really get everybody's attention. Because I guarantee every Laker fan would know after that series who 
Jaron Jackson is, who Desmond Bain is, who Dylan Brooks is, who Kyle Anderson is, who Melton is. People that, you know, casuals don't know are players. They know John Morant and they think it's everybody else, which is just not true. Yeah, facts. All right, I'm going to close it out. Cooper, it was fun as always. I hope you have a great night, my friend. Yes, sir. You too. 